2: This is Computer Talk with TAB, hosted by Eric Semmel of TAB Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric.
3: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with TAB. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at TAB. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online at 800 966 WTIC. 522 WTIC. We're here until 11 o'clock. And uh, generally, the second hour, you guys are all awake. It's just, you know, the first hour, you're not. So uh, if you want to get online, you've had trouble in the second hour. The first hour is always best. Um, as usual and customary, we have some news as far as technology goes. And one of the ones that I found very funny was, was watching the news media talk about this story. And the story is this. Amazon employees... Listen to customers through, drum roll please, Echo products. Now, I've been calling this thing a smart microphone since it came out. They call them smart speakers. They just happen to be smart microphones that also play sound. Okay? Think of them as smart microphones. And ask yourself, would you want a corporation sitting in your living room? Just listening to whatever he you do
1: may not be just in your living room. <laughs> Maybe not,
3: but these guys now it's it's come to some sort of light that there are thousands of Amazon employees employed, and this is the key, key here, across the globe by the folks at Amazon to listen to Echo recordings, transcribe them, and annotate them. Now, a lot of these guys or uh, and gals have a lot of funny recordings of you out there talking to your Alexa that they like to keep and play for their own amusement as well. But the point is, the news media made it sound like it was some revelation. The word, duh, really should have come after the headline. Amazon Alexa listens to what you're saying. Duh. (laughs)
1: Uh,
3: I mean, are you kidding me? So this, this should not come as any kind of surprise to you. And those of you who have these devices in your houses... Hey more power to you, but don't don't ever say that you know you didn't you, you weren't warned about having a microphone in your home. I mean, I don't know how it automates your life to the point where you feel you had to have it or have to have it uh clearly i must not I must be a knuckle dragging troglodyte, not understand the power of the technology of the echo where I don't have it in my house, but uh <laughs> I just can't see the benefit um and we're all couch potatoes as it is. If you really find the benefit of, please, Alexa, dim my kitchen lights. So what? I don't have to get off the couch for a second and do it myself. I mean, we're just you know killing ourselves further into into couch potato world. Uh, if you literally want to talk to your house, well, talk to your microphone, which then goes and talks to Jeff Bezos, and then Bezos says, "Okay, I'll dim your lights for you." <laughs> is that really what you need? I don't know. I digress. But again, I must be a troglodyte. So I'll put the link up here for you, and you guys can read the story yourselves. And again, just add the word duh to the headline, and uh, you, you shouldn't be so surprised. What do you got there? You got some Tesla news, right?
1: Oh, I got lots of Tesla news.
3: Yeah.
1: Elon Musk uh, says, Tesla's self-driving tech is vastly ahead of everyone, mm. in uh, vastly ahead of everyone in quotes. All right. Okay? So, Uh, It says, say what you want about Elon Musk. The man is not just lacking confidence in his product. The Tesla CEO just appeared on Artificial Intelligence Podcast and had some very interesting things to say. And it goes on, and we're going to put a link up to this. But the uh, thing about it is is what he's saying is is that the uh, um, self-driving
3: technology Mm -hmm. is
1: built into all of their cars. Oh, great. Okay. So uh it says Tesla has long offered a five thousand dollar uh full self driving capability package for its vehicles. They put the word
3: full in quotes.
1: <laughs> full self driving capability. Unquote. Yeah. Quote full self driving. Oh it is actually capability. in quotes, huh? Quote.
3: All right. Uh, Unquote. I was just kidding that it'd be in quotes. (laughs) They actually have any quotes, too. Yep. That guy's got a sense of humor as well.
1: Package for its vehicles. Promising access to eventual software update, enabling the company cars to drive themselves. Someday. Eventually. uh, This has been their vision from day one. Sure. Uh, Musk reiterated this promise, saying the hardware currently being produced is capable of full self-driving. However, autonomy won't be an overnight thing where you drive yourself home from work one day and the next morning after a little OTA action. OTA action? I don't know what, what the heck is that? OTA action is. I don't know what that is. You know, that anyway, is,
3: Joe. Joe is thinking about it
1: uh, Enjoy a fully automated <laughs> um, commute as we refine the software capabilities will increase dramatically, and then Ah. the reliability will increase dramatically. All right. It will then receive regulatory approval. Okay. Okay. So there's a lot more to this story.
3: (sighs) We'll see. Self-driving is coming.
1: Self-driving is coming.
3: In other news on Tesla, I found this kind of interesting. Ben Yang, a jeweler to the stars, better known as Ben Baller, recently made a custom diamond and ruby-encrusted Tesla ring. Reportedly valued at thirty-seven thousand dollars for Elon Musk as a token of his appreciation. Now, why was he so happy with Elon? Well, he went ahead and leased a hundred and sixty-five thousand-dollar Tesla, and Elon gave it to him for a thousand bucks a month. That's a deal, I guess. If you got, obviously, he doesn't have the money to buy a hundred sixty-five thousand-dollar vehicle, and so he was so happy with this that he put together this beautiful Tesla ring. And then what happened? Well, you guys have heard hot car, right? We have people, we have all sorts of news articles here talking about hot car and don't leave your dog in the car, your kids in the car. This guy got locked in the Tesla. The Tesla, which was stuck for 47 minutes, the electricity went to low power mode with 211 miles still left on the battery, and he couldn't open the door. (laughs) How many engineers does it take to make a Tesla that you can open the door without the battery? Well, clearly they haven't thought about that. Now, he had to climb out through the trunk (laughs) to get out of his Tesla. To get out of his $160,000 luxury battery-powered vehicle, he was trying to kick the window open. Now, clearly, this guy must not have been powerful enough to do that. He couldn't break the window. Um, So now, the the moral of the story is this. Be able to get out of your Tesla. You know, Tesla's talking about self-driving. But if they haven't figured out how to get the door open when the battery's going wonky on them, I know you should reboot. They probably need a way to reboot the car where you push the gas down, push the horn, and maybe, maybe uh, I don't know.
1: Release the emergency brake. At the same time.
3: <laughs> the old Control-Alt-Delete, but for a Tesla. So it reboots it so you can open the, dro- the door, but it gets better. So he had a meeting set with Mr. Musk to talk about this incident. And Mr. Musk was going to go ahead and, and meet with him until this jeweler posted it on Instagram. And, of course, instantly Musk got mad at him and revoked the meeting, and this guy posted the fact that he would never put his kids in a Tesla ever again because this happened to him. I'm sure it's a one-off, guys, but who knows if you can't open your Tesla, if it's a $160,000 vehicle that can't open the door. I mean, back when I was a kid, we had the old pop-up things where you could stick a close, you know, what do you call it, those little uh, hangers down there and pop up the, the lock and get the door open. How many engineers does it take to figure out how to make a car door open? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll put the link up here the uh, li- link to the article. I found it very funny, as you can tell. We used um, to call those slim gems. yeah, but but in, with Bob's story, they, they're talking about automatically driving a car, but they still can't figure out how to open the door. There's some issues. (laughs) I'm sure there's a bug fix coming out in the new release. (laughs) Who knows?
1: Well, you know, maybe uh, it was in the mode where it thought the car was stolen, so it locked the perpetrator (laughs) inside.
3: Yeah, dead man. What is it? A dead man trap there? Yeah, you're literally dead if you're sitting there in in, uh, Arizona with your Tesla.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And the battery's gone, so the AC doesn't work. We have more Tesla news, right, Bob? You want to bring it up? Yeah, I got a couple articles here. Uh, Tesla's $35,000 Model 3 just got even harder to buy. What? Tesla also started a Model 3 lease program, but you can't buy it out when the lease ends. Mm. Okay. So So you're just borrowing the car. So I'm going to skip through all of this a little bit. I'll go to the end. And it says. you can lease the car, and it works from three annual mileage allotments, 10,000, 12,000, or 15,000 miles per year. Mm-hmm. All Model 3 configurations are available, according to Tesla, yeah. and the price obviously ba- varies with each. The minimum deposit is 3000 but the payment due at signing will vary between $4,199 and $4,584, depending on the variant. Uh-huh. Monthly payments vary a little. From a little over $500 a month for the Model 3 standard range plus.
3: Which is like cloth seats, right?
1: Black. Black cloth seats, that's it. (laughs) Uh, To $889 for the Model 3 performance. Mm. Okay. Here's where leasing gets weird. Most car leases give you the option to buy the car outright at the end of the lease period, right. but not Tesla. Oh, so it's a rental, really. According to the Automaker's blog post, it will collect all these leased cars at the end of their terms yeah. for future use in Tesla's ride-hailing network. Oh, gotcha. So.
3: All right. And, it, and the if one you less- you like the car, you, you can can't, keep it. You can't oh, keep it. Oh, maybe not. No, you got to borrow it. <laughs> in other news I found kind of interesting. So this made my one of my favorite tech magazines, The Register. Yes, it's one of those things like Florida Man, we have Ridgefield Man, who literally, on my favorite tech blog, which is a UK tech blog, brought up the dingelings who are drawing a baseball field with gasoline. And you just think of Florida Man saying, hold my beer. <laughs> but in here in Connecticut, we're just as dingeling. I mean, come on, guys. But you made a UK tech blog for your level of stupidity. So. Congratulations, Ridgefield, Connecticut, and your baseball team. You've made national news, <laughs> international news. We're going to take a step, uh, step out for a quick break. We've got three lines open for you, eight hundred nine six six wtic 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. you Alexa users out there, Amazon, they're not just listening when you're sleeping, they know when you're awake. <laughs> they know if you've been bad or good. <laughs> so be good, for goodness sake, or Jeff Bezos might share your data. <laughs> or he won't. Who knows? He shares all sorts of stuff with his pictures and cameras. They're camera.
4: like the creepy electronic elf on the shelf. Oh, yeah. It's the black box on the shelf. It's, a
3: uh, yeah. Right, Joey? Do you have one of those in your house? Yeah, we have one uh, in the of kitchen. Of course you do. You're a geek. You're the geekiest geek we know here.
4: But it's it's common sense. Like it, it its purpose in life is to listen to everything you say. Because at any point you could be like, "Hey Alexa," right. it, it, it needs to be paying attention. Yeah. And people are freaking out because it's paying attention to them, and other people are listening. in. It's well, crazy. the servers have to. It's they common sense. I agree. It's common sense. I wish Joey. children listen as good as it does. <laughs>
3: That's true. That's true. Good point. I wish I had kids that listen that way too. All right, let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Rocky in Michigan next. Hey, Rocky, how are you? Uh,
5: doing well today. At least I'm not stuck in the trunk of my car. So.
3: I- <laughs> <laughs> in your one hundred and sixty thousand dollar Tesla, you're not stuck in that. <laughs>
5: uh, Two thousand three Cavalier. Ah,
3: so uh, okay. About
5: the same thing. I bet we can pop that hey, lock. I- <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. What's up? Um, hey- yeah, go ahead.
3: No, oh, what's up? What do you got? What's going on?
5: Yeah, yeah. so I wanted to call in and try to clear up a couple of things about Google Voice, how it works and so yeah, on. Yeah, sure. Um, in the last couple of weeks, you had somebody call in and they said, oh, I'm calling on Google Voice. and um, So I, that's why I wanted to clear up. Um, mm-hmm. It's not really something that completes the call. That, I'm sorry, that, that maintains the call. There we go. Uh, Google Voice. And I've been a Google Voice user for over 10 years Mm -hmm. since it had a different name. And uh, so it really just does nothing more, um, nothing less, than uh, you tell it what number you want to call. Mm -hmm. Then you tell it which of your phones you want it to call you on. Mm -hmm. It then calls you. You say connect. It connects the call. And then from there on, it's dependent on whatever equipment you have to, yeah. to uh, maintain the quality of the call. So, in other words, Google Voice, as far as I know after using it 10 years, has nothing to do with the quality of the call.
3: Really? I always thought of it as a voice over IP number, but maybe I'm incorrect. I don't use it that much.
5: It, it is kind of it, it, – that's pretty accurate as far as it goes. Okay. But it's not a system.
1: I have a, Google, a uh, Google Home speaker, not an Alexa. Yeah. And I can call anybody on the Google Home speaker. Using, using Google using Voice. Google, Google Voice.
3: Not using your phone. Correct. So I think it is, Rocky, a voice over IP it number. It will do it. Yeah, and the network would be managed no. by Google Voice. You don't think so?
5: No, I don't think so because I have High. Hmm. Are you familiar with Obi High?
3: I want to say I've heard of it, but yeah, I don't think I'm familiar with it. with it. Okay. And
5: so I had to go through an entire process to uh, uh, connect my High hardware. It cost $40 yeah. Um, six Yeah. or eight years ago. No annual fee on any of it, right? Um, so I had to go through the process to to piggyback the Google Voice so that it's more or less integral with it. But you cannot make out. You, uh, let, me, let me try this again.
3: Can't make outbound calls, but Bob's doing it with his Google
1: Home Home microphone.
5: Yeah, and probably his computer or something else. I don't know exactly uh, what the
1: It's not connected to a computer. It's just uh, I just say, uh, hey, hey, Google, dial this number. Give and it, it the number, and it calls it. And then I can have a, a, a conversation sitting right there without picking up any handset, just using yeah. the Google, Google So it Home. must
3: have a voice over IP right. component. Think,
5: well, so would uh, be one way to it.
3: Yeah, you can actually interface voice over IP dial tone against all sorts of different hardware. Like you're saying, you could forward it to... That's what I
5: think he's doing. Yeah, that's what I think he's doing. He's got alternate hardware with that whole speaker system.
1: No, um, he, he doesn't. It, it's standalone.
5: Yep. In other words, you can't use Google Voice as a total standalone. It's not a complete.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
5: it, it won't make it without supportive hardware of some kind. Gotcha.
3: Well, maybe the, yes, maybe the it's speaker the is. All right. Yeah. It's no. The software.
5: That's right. all Google Voice, and it's a dialing system. That's that's why it, at least I think everybody's been using it uh, mm-hmm. up till this minute. All right. Um, unless something's changed really recently. I don't know. But yeah, you're you're deciding. In my case, I'm, I've am got an interface where I'm deciding which fo- of my f- Phones. Of equipment I want to use right. to complete the call. Right. And that affects the quality. So I'll actually get different quality with the ob than I will with my cell phone.
3: Gotcha. All right, Rocky. Well, I appreciate,
5: I appreciate the, inf- yeah, the input. There.
3: Yeah, yeah. I appreciate yeah, the input.
5: And if you want to do the OB-HIGH thing, uh, still available on Amazon. You pay... The forty to sixty bucks, depending on features, Just once. for it. It's a little bit of tech uh, tech work to mm-hmm. get it connected initially, and then once you're done, it's cheaper than Magic Jack. You know, you don't have no annual fee, no monthly fee, etc.
3: Gotcha. Very cool, Rocky. I appreciate the call.
5: And I don't work. The- yeah, you bet. Thanks so
3: much, gentlemen. You're welcome. All right. So he's a Google Voice Google Voice fan. Um yeah, voice over IP it's a it's an interesting thing. I mean, you can there's all sorts of services out there that you can connect your hardware to um to use voice over IP phone lines and they're generally unlimited in their ability to have uh voice minutes.
1: Basically, it sounds like it makes uh makes the call and makes uh the call to yours kind of like a conference call and then gets out of the way.
3: That's what he's saying, but I'm not sure I fully agree with him. Um, I think I think Google Voice is a purely voice over IP connection, and it is network driven. That's just me, but he disagrees, and that's fine. As geeks, we can agree to disagree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> how deep you want to get into the technology?
3: Exactly, it just might be a, a matter of semantics as far as how we understand uh, what's going on. Um, so we're gonna be here till eleven o'clock today. So we have three lines open for you: eight hundred nine six six WTIC, five two two WTIC. So feel free to get online if you have an Alexa or a Google whatever Google home. home device speaker, otherwise known as, as far as I'm concerned, smart microphones. Are you surprised by the revelation that there are thousands of Amazon workers reviewing your conversations to make sure Alexa can understand it more uh, perfectly? And of course, there's also little creepy stories where they take the funniest bits from you guys talking to them and keep them for self-keeping and fun during their pizza parties, I don't know. Um, pretty creepy. Uh, and, of course, that data will never get out. And, you know, your voice is so, you know, generic that nobody would notice whatever you're talking about, right? Sure. Do you feel comfortable with your Alexa listening to you? I bet you she's mad at me right now just talking about her. I bet you Jeff Bezos is mad at me for talking about her. Uh, he doesn't care. <laughs> exactly, Joey. We're going to step out for a quick break. Get back to your calls. Feel free to get online. This is Computer Talk. Working on the music here for our Amazon Alexa story, where it's listening to you, or in this case, watching you. <laughs>
1: we got the A team in today. <laughs> what? Well, yes,
3: Joey's here for us. Uh, Joey was with us. Gosh, this is like our 24th year on the radio here. I think Joey started with us probably 15 years ago. Right? How long have you been here at WTSE, Joey?
4: Uh, almost 12 and a half years now. 12 and a half. Right? Yeah, so
3: close to 15. So Joey's one of our geekiest producers ever that joined us on our show.
4: And I had a moment the other day. Yeah. I was trying to um, create new users on one of our computers, a Windows 10 computer for the kids. Oh, fun. So I was like, they needed to print stuff. So yeah. I went to go add a printer, oh, and which you. is hooked up to a Windows 7 machine. Yeah. And it was prompting, you know, enter your credentials. I'm like, there is no credentials on that computer. It's not what? No. I trained, I changed everyone to administrator. I created new accounts, nothing. So I'm like, wait, 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 what would Eric say? Did you reboot it? Ah. So I reboot it, install printer, just like that. You mean please. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a word to the wise. First issue just try rebooting. Always, always. (laughs) Like that Tesla that was locked out. The guy should
3: have rebooted it if he had a way to do it. I bet you there is a way to do it. Uh, All right, let's go to your calls. We're going to go to Bill in Berlin next. Hey, Bill.
6: Hi, Bob and Eric. Um, Thanks for um, sharing information about a month ago about Microsoft shutting down any new machine they might find within 10 or 12 years. Um, I'm looking to replace my desktop desktop to do safer uh, online banking and retirement accounts.
5: Sure.
3: Are you on a speakerphone, Bill? You're hard to hear.
6: Um, I I guess I kind of am. Let's see if I can turn that off there. I hope I didn't lose you.
3: No, you're good. That's much better. Now the now uh, Connecticut can hear you better. All right, thanks. Sorry. It's okay. So you want to you want to get rid of your old Vista machine that you're doing your banking on, and the, and the folks in the Czech Republic are along with you watching your accounts. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, we agree with you. Get off that Vista machine. Don't do anything important on it. Um, but what is your question in general?
6: Well, you you recommended uh, if I want to keep this new machine for for a dozen years, I need to go with um, a Core. Um, 8th generation
3: Core. Yeah, 8th generation uh, Core i5, at least.
6: Okay, yeah, the guys uh, in the store were pushing me. I'm I'm thinking, like, a a $500 machine would probably do what I want.
3: For just banking? um,
6: um, uh, Yeah, and and I want to get a 17-inch display, because I'm older, and uh, I don't don't see my eyesight getting any better. Yep. Um, I'm thinking a $500 machine probably would fit the bill, but uh, the guys in uh, one of the stores suggested uh, I really would need an i7.
3: Not for banking online, no.
6: Okay, okay. No, if you're just surfing. Even if I want to keep it for a dozen years.
3: that doesn't matter how powerful it is for the length of the time there. It's what you're doing with it. So if you're doing video editing, an i7 would be better. Okay. But if you're doing banking online, you can run that i5 as long as it survives.
6: Okay, all right. And uh, I'm having a hard time understanding um, battery life um, when I look at the machines to compare them to each other because it's kind of important to me too, I think.
3: Really? You're going to be doing it like on your lap, literally?
6: Um, I don't know, I just I uh, might carry the machine over to the uh dining table or something and not have it plugged in where somebody can trip over it.
3: Yeah, yeah. All the time. Yeah, you know, I mean, my laptop here gets me about 2 hours without any kind of uh, you know, uh dimming or uh power saving turned on. And if you think you're going to be at the dining room table for more than 2 or 3 hours, that's probably what you can expect out of a typical laptop without any dimming or power saving turned on.
1: I brought uh-huh. my uh laptop over five hours without it without it running out.
3: And you don't have any power saving, without you just have any, it running.
1: Yeah, no, I have it running all the time. So. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, it depends on how much work you think you're going to do for how many hours, Bill. But I love keeping my laptop plugged in unless I have to be mobile. Mm-hmm. So um, two to five hours is what Bob and I are both saying as far as the typical session, right, that you're going to be, quote, unquote, mobile and, and un- unplugged. <laughs>
6: mm-hmm. And as far as the um, manufacturers like like Dell on their website, it doesn't actually tell you how long the battery lasts. It just tells you how many, uh, I guess, watt hours it's got.
3: That's the problem, right? They don't know what you're doing with it. So if you're sitting there doing a lot with the CPU and it's just cranking all sorts of processing and calculations, you're going to drain the battery faster than if you're just, you know, surfing the Internet, right? Okay, So it's hard to give you an exact amount. That's why it's a range generally.
1: So if you're doing video with 3D rendering yeah you're gonna kill you're it. gonna use a lot of power versus if you're just sitting there going on the web right
3: you also want to incorporate something too while you're doing this so if it's gonna be just a banking computer, just use it for banking. I'd also have you suggest you look at proton v p n um it's a free v p n service uh from the folks that do proton mail and uh it'll give you a little more security um than not having that and again, don't use your computer for anything else. You know, just go do your banking or do your investing, and then turn it off, and don't use okay. it for anything else. If you use it for other things, you're you're gonna potentially bring in potential uh, threats.
6: So, okay, I guess eventually I might want to move some uh, like photo archives over to it. Hmm. Um, is that a concern if I carry it over from a um, an external drive? Typically, no,
3: it's not a concern. Oh. It's just a, don't use the machine for anything online other than banking and financial work because. Who knows where you're gonna end up. If you in a moment of weakness decide, oh, I gotta get my wife something for her birthday and you start surfing on that thing, well, all bets are off. Now all of a sudden you're not using it for what you intended it for and the potential is you surfed over to someplace you shouldn't have. Okay. And that's that's the risk.
6: All right. Bob and Eric, thanks very much.
3: All right, thank you, Bill. Thanks. All right. Bye bye. Um and like I said, the Proton VPN. I'll put a link up for it. I'm, I'm kind of playing with it myself uh, to see how it works out. It's a free VPN service. Again, it's free or the commodity is what we always say. However, this company is out of out of uh, Switzerland, and it was created by uh, Swiss security and MIT and I don't know. It feels okay. All right, I'm not. Who knows? Maybe they're gonna. Maybe they're keeping track of me too. I have no idea. Uh, but of the of the devices and VPN technology out there. Seems to be highly regarded today. <laughs> Until somebody asks the Swiss for the information, I don't know. But uh, if you want to surf a little more securely, you can use uh, the Proton VPN. I'll put a link up there for you. We're gonna step out for a quick break. We got three lines open for you. Lou, hang on. Eight uh, th- hundred uh, nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. Everything we've talked about has been posted live by Mike G. He posted it over to the uh, old-fashioned website at ComputertalkwithTab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. If you go to Facebook and like us on Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, it might get into your news feed if you like Tab Computer Systems. And if you follow us on Twitter right after you're following Trump for whatever he's doing over at Tab Computer Sys, it'll get into your Twitter feed as well. We'll be right back. Ah, yes, uh, Joey, running the music this morning. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here until eleven o'clock. Feel free to get online, and uh, let's get right to your calls. We're going to go to Lou in Simsbury first. What's going on, Lou?
0: Good morning, guys. Um, you guys have always come through for me in the past when I've had a problem, so I'm I'm going right to you this time. All right, let's see what we can do. Um, all right, I have a fundraiser that occurs in September. Yeah. And we have a band, and it's in the back of one building, and I got another building going on, and I want to be. This able is for to... the
3: dogs, right?
0: You got it. Yeah. You remembered. Uh, bark and Brew, yeah, nice. The, of the event, but yeah. um, so we want to take this, the uh, signal from the band and pipe it into the two buildings that each have their own sound systems. Okay, I have I have internet, hardwired internet access in both buildings, uh-huh. and I could have internet access at the band via a Wi-Fi hotspot. Mm-hmm. So, can I set up some kind of streaming situation where? Both sound systems in the building are picking up the streaming signal from the band. Wow. So is there an application, or am I overthinking this?
3: No. Uh, you need to find something that's going to receive the signal that you can plug into the sound system in the school, um, and then a broadcast. I'm not even sure Wi-Fi is really what you're talking about. You're, li- you're looking like, like something that Radio Shack would have carried, where you would broadcast the signal like a radio, and then you tune exactly. your tune your radio like you do with a car to the signal and catch it. There should be ways to broadcast the signal on a on an FM style like you like you do in your car with your phone. When you broadcast it to your an old style car, you do it to a to a channel in your car. Right, you know?
0: but I mean, but I mean like Pandora.
3: And no, and, no, and you're wait. You're not that Lou. You don't have Pandora's streaming servers to do all this stuff. I mean, there could be a way to do it. I'm thinking of it more simply. I think. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Joey was wondering about Sonos, um, but you may have to talk to an audio guy to see how he can broadcast that out of your band side and then give you a right. receiver that you plug into your speaker side, which would, should just be so, something you find online.
0: So, I mean, if uh, would an FM signal carry 600 feet? I mean, I suppose it would if you had a powerful enough transmitter.
3: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Joey's like the FCC might not like that. It's a pirate, (laughs) a little pirate radio. Uh, I don't know, six four hours. Yeah, six hundred feet. I don't know. It's not that far. I would, I would go that route. I would go looking up uh, broadcast transmitters that would take the signal, and then you could do it that way versus trying to do it Wi-Fi. Now, maybe you could do it Wi-Fi. I just don't know if you can find a device that'll take the output of your sound and then have an input device that'll do it that way as well over a network. I mean, there's probably something out there, but I don't know. And maybe somebody in the audio world does. Okay. <laughs> You're always thinking use Skype. Um, can I hear you, Joey, actually, or they can't? Are you actually, in my head? The, the
0: band, that's what the band suggested. Okay. Is, you know, doing, doing some kind of YouTube streamer.
3: Well, I uh, didn't
0: think that that was quali- high enough quality.
3: No, that, that could work. A YouTube stream or a Facebook stream. That'd be That'd be fine. If you could it, output it cleanly, um, test it. That might be yeah. a way to do it. Maybe you are thinking that might be a way to do it. Um, but you need a way to import it into the speaker side of things, so you're going to have the, to play the stream that you're watching right, or taking from the soundboard.
0: Yeah, so now it's like it's like a Grateful Dead tape at this point.
3: Yeah, so I think it's that you'd be... i copied 7,000 times. Yeah, you might be better than doing... That's kind of Rube Goldberg for me as far as getting it from, one, from 600 feet. You're going to go via google um i I think you should consider just doing a little broadcast there might be some oh there's somebody who's calling in who's got an idea i love this this is the beauty of talk radio so i'm going to do something if this works (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've got uh another side here i'm going to bring up dan who thinks he can do it hey dan you there you there dan hang on a minute maybe it's the other side of the button dan you there I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. All right, go for it. I think I lost the uh, other guy though, so hopefully he's listening. What What is your idea? Where do you go?
2: Um, what they should do, if, if at all possible, is run Cat Six from wherever the band is to the two buildings and use audio interfaces at both ends. That way, it's reliable, solid. There's no latency. Um, it's it's very easy, but the hard part, obviously, is running the cable.
3: Yeah, and 600 uh, feet is too far for Cat6. You it, it can uh, do 325. It'll work. It'll there work? Are,
2: there, there, yes, there are interfaces that will go 2,000 over. Ah,
3: so there's a special and, and I'm
2: device. About, and I'm talking about dedicated wire runs, not, not IP addressable things, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about a dedicated wire run from yeah, wherever blah. the band yeah. is to the building, to, to both buildings, to,
3: separate fire rods. Okay. So you're just, you're saying old school hardwire and using cat six cable to do it and using these yep. interfaces. If you can find the, yep. what, what, who manufactures the interface? Uh, there's a whole
2: bunch of them. You can actually even get them on Amazon.
3: What would he Google? Uh, what would he Amazon Google? What would he search uh, for? Uh,
2: audio over cat six.
3: All right. So if you're listening, go ahead and search for audio over cat six and Maybe Dan's got something for you. Thanks, Dan. I, I tried to bring you up on the other side. I clearly screwed it up. I lost our caller, but I appreciate you being uh, willing to let us know.
2: Okay, that, that'd be my way.
3: All right, audio over Cat Six. We'll try it. Okay, take care. Thanks, Dan. So uh, there's a way to do it. All sorts of ways to do it, but I don't think you should try to stream it. I think that might be a little crazy. Um, all right, let's go to your calls. Going to Joanne in Windsor Locks. Hey, Joanne, what's up?
6: Okay, uh, a while ago. I read about Proton in Popular Science magazine, yeah. and um, they said it was for email, so yeah. I was nosy and I started going through it. Now, it only seems to work if the person they, or whoever you're sending the email to has to be um, signed up with Proton also, or I would have to send them a code so they could decode the message. Now. Yeah. And I thought it was just for email, but it, you can do it for surfing, too?
3: Right. You can use Proton's VPN um, for a secure method of surfing. So okay. if you're doing banking or you're, or you're maybe in a public area and you're using your computer and you want to have a secure connection to the Internet, you can use a VPN to make your connection more secure. Um, yes, uh, they do offer encrypted email, but I don't think you have to encrypt it all. So you can send mail without being encrypted. I think okay. you can choose that. And if you send, you know, regular email about recipes or whatever you're sending, um, you don't have to encrypt it. I think if you want to encrypt it, then you then yes, you would have that connection where the other side would have to log in, get a password, and read your encrypted message. That's how all encrypted messages work, well, okay. whether they're whether they're corporate or uh, through this service, which is free, right? Yes. Awesome. So I think you can choose whether or not to encrypt when you send. That might make it easier for people. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, Joanne. All right. So uh, we're going to be here till 11. Four lines wide open. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We put some links up there for you for doing uh, audio over Cat 6. Um, No limitations on distance. Have you tried that, Joey?
4: No, but I mean if you (laughs) – it's a tricky thing. I mean, you think about it. We do it with remote broadcasts all the time. With Cat Six? Well, no, just wireless connections. When we do remote broadcasts, it's all over IP. Correct. So that's why I'm wondering. I mean, there is equipment he can look at, access. That's what we use by Comrex. Right. I don't know how much he's looking to invest into this. I'm sure it's high end. 1080 spends. It's you know, a little bit of no money. <laughs> that's why I'm thinking something like Sky Discord. Discord does a very good job with just audio back and forth. Really? Yeah. Um
3: So Discord is a t- is two devices where you No, gonna... it's just
4: IP Ukraine it's just connecting to you can do it from your phone, computer, that's what a lot of uh, video game streamers use. Discord. So that's when you have a co-op stream with you know two video game players online, mm-hmm. they're using Discord. Gotcha. And I mean the quality is phenomenal and there's no latency.
3: But that's internal. So with the band sounds... then has to have the output going to that non Latency type device right it has to go to an input device. So the sound is clean. Yeah, you can't put a microphone up to listen to the band and No, but to you the can, right can
4: just it, most cell phones have just audio in Yeah, and then the other cell phone or device has an audio out and then you just plug that into the amp hmm. We can look at um iRig. It's actually for acoustic guitars there and then you hook it up to your phone You can plug in your acoustic guitar. It has a built-in amp so that's one way.
3: And then you broadcast it over the other services. Yep.
4: So hmm. two, the two accounts connect. It's their own little chat basically happening. Audio is going from one way to the other way. And,
3: and then you interface it on the other side. They just, just... Ha- However,
4: they're broadcasting it out of the other location. Yeah.
3: Hmm. There's a lot of ways to do it.
4: Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. If you're just doing it, this it, it, would be nice if you're doing it multiple locations. Right. If you're running a hard line, uh, that's a lot of hard line. you got to run at different 600 venues. 600 feet in this case. Yeah.
3: Yeah, from point A to point B. Hmm. I don't know. The technology to get it from point A to point B, there's so many ways to do it. And then, of course, when you want to run it, the moment you start actually having the band play, (laughs) it quits. Yeah. So, I mean, you would agree that, you know, you need something that's solid. You
4: need a good IP connection.
3: To do what you're talking yeah. about. And
4: really either way.
3: But if you ran the hard wire, at least it would work. You know it would work because it's point A to point B. But that's it's, yeah,
4: but see the only thing I ha- I fear with that is that's only that location.
3: Right. He said didn't he say only Oh, did he have multiple locations? But if
4: you ever wanted to do multiple locations, you're kinda of pigeonholed.
3: Oh. I think he supposed to get the sound in the buildings.
4: So. Hmm.
3: All right, well, we'll see what happens. So feel free to get online. Everything we've talked about has been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. We have four lines open for you on this Saturday morning, Eight hundred nine six six 966 wtic 522-WTIC. So feel free to get online. Otherwise, Bob and I will talk about our kids, Joey, too, and look out about that. Then we're all in big trouble. So uh, feel free to get online, one 800 522-WTIC. We'll be right
5: back.